When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Roleplay Retcon does not own any part of the movies that we retcon, nor are we associated with the artists who make them. Also, we're going to say a lot of weird and possibly dirty things, and maybe your kids don't need to hear that. The soundtrack for this series features music by Keijin Church. You can find them at keijinchurch.bandcamp.com or wherever you get music online. everyone welcome back to tales from the cryptid the podcast where your boy gaston Leroux, aka your favorite cryptid talks about creepy shit from the past today we have a really exciting series starting for you you all remember what happened at the opera garnier 30 years ago in 1992 I'm sure you all remember the rumors of there being an opera ghost at the opera garnier I am excited to announce that I finally have proof that the opera ghost was real. It actually existed. I have acquired through means of which I am not going to disclose on the podcast for fear of legal backlash that I now have exclusive rights and access to the footage, the security footage from the Paris Opera Garnier from 30 years ago. And I have worked tirelessly putting it together with some amateur footage um, from the time to bring you the story of what actually happened. We're going to take us back all the way back to 1992. On this day in 1992, it was the 21st of September. It was the night of the retirement party for the previous managers of the Opera House, Debienne and Pauligny. And this night was supposed to be amazing, but something terrible happened. Opera Garnier is uh, the biggest opera house in in France and and possibly all of Europe, which also means it's the biggest and the best one in the world, let's be real, Um, because we're French people and that's how we feel, even though I don't have a French accent right now. But anyway... um, (laughs) Is this like a Pocahontas thing where we're actually speaking French, but they're like, you hear it as English? like Yes. Okay. (laughs) Yes, it is. Easy, easy answer. Yeah. Uh, the Opera Garnier is the biggest opera house in all of the world and huge, many, many floors and rooms and tunnels and hallways and attics and basements and living areas and working areas. And it's basically a, a small town contained within itself. And as such, everyone in this opera house 
kind of knows everyone else who lives there. Um, it's very beautiful and grand, and there have been some weird stuff going on. People are maybe a little on edge, but the most exciting thing that's happening right now is, of course, the previous manager's retirement. So we're going to start our story off with one of our residents who lives and works in the opera Garnier. So Christine, how are you doing? I'm good. So we see on our footage, um, this is kind of an interview style with um, Christine and and one of the other people who lives and works at the Opera House. Hey, Christine, I am so excited. I heard about how you finally get to be on stage today. Yes. Hi. No, I'm actually (laughs) sorry. Really quick, but when we say on stage, meaning like as the singer or as the dancer? Wait, you haven't heard yet? No, I haven't heard. Oh my god, everyone is talking about how La Carlotta is mysteriously sick today. She's sick? Well, I mean, you know La Carlotta. Maybe she's not sick so much as royally pissed off. But uh, yeah, she's talking about how she's not going to perform today, and your name is listed as the understudy for her performance. Is that, is that real? Is that, they picked me? Yeah, haven't you? Oh, right, because I guess no one actually expected La Carlotta to be sick ever or to never perform because, you know, she could never resist being, giving her 15 minutes on the spotlight every stage, every night for the rest of her life. But yeah, she's not performing today. I think maybe we should go and talk to, talk to the director. Yeah, let's. Yeah, let's do that. All right, so you go and make your way to the front of the house. As you're walking toward the front of the house, you see a lot of people there. There are tons of people. Um, Everything seems really, really chaotic. Um, In the center of all of the people is the artistic director, um, and his name is... Give me a French name, someone. Fabian. Pierre. (laughs) His name is Fabian Pierre. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) We did it. All right. So Fabian Pierre is standing in the in the middle of all of these people. Uh, they're just kind of swarming around and shooting questions at him. And he's frantically trying to figure out what is going on and what to do. And he's shouting out orders. Well, if she's not in her dressing room, we'll go find her. Someone go find her. Yes, of course, we need flowers on the stage at 18 o'clock. Why wouldn't we need flowers? We have flowers on the stage every day at 18 o'clock. For God's sake, somebody get my puppy some water. And he's just freaking out. Fabian Pierre, is Carlotta out sick? Ah, oh, Christine. <laughs> Just the girl we were looking for. Uh, she's, uh, uh, well, maybe she's not, you know, she's, she's indisposed right now and she is not able to perform tonight. And why is your name under her name as the understudy? I, well, I guess, I guess I'm the only one that knows that knows the lines? Do you know the lines? I've no. never seen you <laughs> practice in my life. <laughs> I just, Carlotta's so good when she goes on, I sometimes melt along with her. Okay, I want you to do a role to convince him <laughs> that you're not BSing it, that you have every right to have your name there. <laughs> yes, totally. Yeah. What an honor to have the first role. What an honor. I know. So, uh, the way that roles work is I give you a number and you have to try to beat it. And you're going to roll the dice that is specifically listed for that specific stat. And you can convince me to use any stat that you want 
as long as it makes sense. Perfect. For example, you could conceivably convince me to roll a fight stat. I'm not sure it would be appropriate in this situation, but you could <laughs> if you had a high, high dice for that. Amazing. I'm going to pitch brains because of my good uh, lie about <laughs> lip syncing. Okay, good deal. So I'm going to say that this is going to be a moderately difficult role. I'm going to say you got to beat a 12. A 12? Well, I'll say, let's say 10. Let's say 10. <laughs> what dice do you have for brains? Brains? I have a D12. You have a D12 for brains. Oh my. That's yeah. Alex. Alex is, a, Alex is a dice for brains. <laughs> what? It's a compliment. <laughs> Where do you have your highest? Uh, the D20 is in flight. Mm, which is obviously not a good, a good one for here. <laughs> okay. All right. Sure. I could try to pitch flight, but. <laughs> just, just let them roll. Maybe it'll, yeah. maybe it'll come out. Let's see. You know, Go for it. We got a shot. We got a shot. Go for it. There's 12 numbers on that die. Yeah. Come on. You get a 10. (laughs) It's a six. It's a six. All right. Well, um, that's okay. So one of the cool things about failing is that you get an adversity token now. Hooray. Yay. So give yourself one adversity token there. And you failed by four points, um, which means you fail, but not too badly. So it means there's some minor short-term consequences, but these won't shift the story for more than a minute or two. Someone give me a minor consequence for this. He slaps her in the face. Oh. He he takes off his glove and he... It's like extremely, extremely weak, though. Like, mm, yeah, <laughs> it totally. doesn't hurt at all. Mm. Yeah. So he takes off the glove off of his, his left hand and with his right hand, he ever so lightly but effectively slaps you in the face and tells you to get off of his stage. Oh, it's embarrassing as hell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Get off of my stage. I just scurry off, not making eye contact. While all of this nonsense is going on, we have got some very important people who are touring the Opera House. The Count Philippe, who is the Count de Chagny, and his younger brother, Raoul, are touring the Opera House. Ben, I need an Opera House manager to to give these gentlemen a tour. What do you say? Yes, I can... I can do the, uh, I, 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 can, I can show these people around. All right, so we shift our scene now to, to the grand foyer of, of the opera house where Philippe and his younger brother have, have arrived um, to have their tour of the opera house. They meet the house manager, whose name is... Hello, my name is Laureline. It's nice to meet you. I am from France, as we all are. It's nice to meet you, too. <laughs> it's nice to meet you, too, Laureline. I am Philippe, uh, the Count de Chagny. Oh, enchanté. Oh, I didn't know they had those anymore. How interesting. Well, it's really more of like an old school title, but, um, you know, we still have... I'll say. We still have money and stuff and dashing good looks. How very good for you. Well, what would you, uh, what would you like to see first? Well, my brother here, this is his first time at the Opera House. And um, since, you know, we're, we're going to be big patrons of it, I thought... You know, we should see whatever he wants to see. So, what do you think? What kind of what kind of stuff you want to see, younger bro? Oh, Philippe, I uh, I wish to see the the lights, the actors, the the je ne sais quoi, the mon petit chou, the mm. Uh, mm. I want to see everything. Just to be clear, just ju- just to be clear, um, you would like to see je ne sais quoi, 
Literally the thing that cannot be described, and you want to see it. Is this not a theater, an opera? You cannot show me the things I cannot see? You cannot make me feel what I cannot feel? Would you like to see the stables? There are some stables with horses in them. I do like horses. That sounds like some je ne sais quoi to me. Mm. Oh, and also maybe we'll see the petite shoes over there too. You feed the horses petite shoes. Yes. They're actually pretty big shoes. Oh. They're made of iron. <laughs> Shoe in French means cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> Come along. So and we're, we're walking. Um, so you all decide to go to the um, the far edges of the of the opera house uh, toward the, the back entrance. Um, and there are some stables back there with some horsies. <gasps> is it the chestnut one? This one's name is Geronimo. Is Geronimo the chestnut one? Yes. Oh, you have a you have a horsey sense, my friend. It's a certain uh, je ne sais quoi. <laughs> Mm, yes, the horsies are nice, but brother, we have horsies at home. I mean, of course we have horsies at home, but these are new horsies we have not seen. You're right, these are new horsies. These are actor horsies. These are professional horsies. I see, they are professional horsies. What, can we pet the horsies on their little nosies? Yes, they, like you say, they are professionals. Mm. All right. Yes. Philippe walks over and, and bows to one of the horsies and pets it on its little nosy. He doesn't need to make a roll. He succeeds. <laughs> <laughs> Raoul walks up to the chestnut horsey and plants a kiss delicately upon its nose. It makes a little, like a little <laughs> sound. It purrs at me. What a horse. <laughs> yes, that's a, uh, it is, a, it is an uh, Ecuadorian. It is a Persian horse. <laughs> it is a Persian horse. It has, yes, it is. It is from Persia. We call it the Persian. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know my horses. You know, this is this is fun. I enjoy seeing these horses, but maybe we can go somewhere else now. Where would we like to go next, brother? I mean, this is a opera house. Mayhaps we should see the players. Oh, the players. The operas. Where do you keep your operas? Yes, where do you keep your operas? Wait, are you are you asking to see to see like the sheet music, or or you're wanting to see a show? I guess I assumed you had tickets. I mean, why would we not come to an opera house and not see an opera? Well, yes, but that's not really what I do. But, of course, the opera is is a few hours away from now still. Of course we have tickets. We have our own private box, for God's sake. We're the Count and the Vicomte. How dare you ask us such impertinent questions? I think my brother wants to see the opera players. May may we have a, a backstage tour of the stage? We. Uh, I, I think that could be arranged for rich people, yes. Well, we are rich people indeed. Mm, yes. Uh, come along, and we're walking. <laughs> we're walking, and you go <laughs> through the theater, and you, you make your way to the stage. Do, 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 and there you see quite a similar sight that we have seen previously with Christine. There are people buzzing about <gasps> in, in quite a hectic panic. Bees. Um, there is the artistic director screaming obscenities and, and warnings and threats on the stage. And now it's just it's just a bunch of chaos. It is like this even hours before a show. It takes a monumental amount of effort to put on an opera. Are we really paying money for this? Is, is, this, where, is this where our funds are going? Of course, brother. This is the dream of France. This is ah, this is art. This is music. This is magic. This is this is this is a mess. A thing where people put on a show. A je ne sais quoi. A je ne sais quoi, you may say. 
This is a, this is an actual mess. Well, yes. Uh, so is the scaffolding on a building as it is being constructed. So is the raw ingredients in a kitchen. In a cake? Before it becomes a delicious soup. Oh, I was hoping you would say cake. I can say cake. You know, it works for cake, too. My brother wants some cake, and I need you to go and get us some cake immediately. I would love some this cake. This is the flower on the baker's apron that you are seeing. Is the baker going to bring me some cake? Laureline, is the baker going to bring him some cake? Well, I, we don't really have a baker on staff, but we are in Paris. If we are uh, paying you so much money, why not have a baker on staff? Uh, uh, this is unheard of, brother. This is unheard of. No baker on staff. You need to do some managing and get a baker on staff. I am not a manager. You're the play manager. You're the house manager. Oh, I thought I was just a tour guide. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, house manager. Go get us some cake, please. Please. Okay, I can probably get someone else to get you some cake. But I will, yeah. You know what? I know a nice little bakery just a couple of blocks away. Yes, thank you. So I'm going to leave now and go do that. Take the horses. Wait, wait, wait. Yes? We? Brother, what kind of cake did you want? Oh, I would love a nice croissant cake. That? With a little baguette. (laughs) I'm not sure. And some escargot. My brother wants a a croissant cake with baguette and escargot immediately. This This is just... I thought, you know, we just spent a dozen episodes being really mean to France, and I don't know if this is such a good idea. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, sure. Yes, I will go get you something that I'm sure you will enjoy. Thank you. Excuse me. Oh, I thought thought she would never leave. (laughs) I mean, uh, good help is had to pay for, you know? I suppose so. I think our first order of business should be to try and get her fired, brother. I agree. I agree. Here's where the magic happens. There are people running around and such. Ooh, magical. Yes. Mm. Mm, yes. Mm. At that moment, uh, Fabian... Fa- Fabi- Fa- Fabian? Fabian? Fabian. Fabian. Is Fabian a French name? Fabian Pierre. Fabian Pierre. M- Monsieur, Monsieur Pierre. At that moment, <laughs> Monsieur Pierre sees uh, the two of you standing there looking very cross and somewhat bored. Mm. Well, at least he sees Philippe looking that way. How is Raoul looking? Raoul is looking vacant and mildly constipated. Excellent, excellent. So he sees um, Raoul looking vacant and mildly constipated, and he rushes over and he says, Oh my goodness, are you, are you the Count and the Vicomte? Mon dieu. Oui, I am the Viceroy Count. Ah, I am Monsieur Fabien Pierre. <laughs> Do not worry if my first name is not French. <gasps> Fabien Pierre. You are, you are the playman. I am the playman. That is what they call me here. I am the playman. And uh, we are getting ready for tonight's performance. But perhaps you see it is chaos. It is utter chaos. Oh, she's a part of the process. We? Oui? Oh, you, you are quite familiar with the process then? No. Oh, then yes, it is part of the process. You are correct. You're correct. This is all part of the process. Perhaps, uh, perhaps, uh, you and your brother would like to join the other upper crusts in having some refreshments before the show. Ah, and we we do have a we do have a girl getting us some bread. Yes. Oh, excellent. Uh, a girl getting you some bread. This is France, after all. No, no need for any extra crust. Ah, oh, I see. Excellent. I am glad that you are well taken care of. Then I hope. 
Uh, that you two were not here specifically see, to see our diva La Carlotta, no? I mean, why would we not uh, want to see La Carlotta? Of course we have come to see La Carlotta. Why would, why would we not? The well, La Carlotta is not here. <gasps> she is not here. Scandal. She will not perform today, but it is okay. Please, please do not worry yourselves about it. We are trying desperately to find an understudy for hmm. for the role of Black Carlotta, but uh, do not worry yourselves about it. I will not. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you don't worry yourself about it. <laughs> the artistic director walks away from you, bowing profusely and then screaming more warnings and threats and obscenities into the atmosphere. What a silly place, Philippe. Yes, quite indeed. Mm. I suppose we should go rub elbows with these crusties. Yes, I believe that is the correct course of action. Hmm. So the two of you move on to rub elbows with crusties. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, Christine, you have just been slapped in the face by a soft, limp, white glove and thrown off of the stage. What is your next course of action? I think I'll go try to find Meg or someone else that I know from among the dancers. Okay, great. So you go on to the the, the dressing rooms uh, where you know all of the dancers are before the show. And um, you go to the dressing room and it's just Meg in there uh, right now. And she is uh, trying to get ready um, and she she sees you enter the dressing room and she says, Oh, Christine, Christine, how are you? I'm all right. It, it's chaos out there. Do you know what's happening with... Why is my name on the understudy as Carlotta's understudy? Oh, Christine, do you not know? No, I've been trying to figure it out. Oh, you know, we all just kind of assumed that you put your own name there because nobody knows why your name is on there. I... I wouldn't have just put my own name, though. Are you sure? (laughs) Because it seems like I didn't put your name there, and the artistic director did not put your name there. Who else would have put your name there? (laughs) We all know La Carlotta has never even had an understudy. I... I guess. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I swear I didn't, but... Mm. Well, no matter. You should probably get ready then to go on stage, I guess, right? I Do you think they'll actually let me go on? Uh, well, who else are they going to get to let go on? I mean... I guess so. You are kind of the worst singer among us, though, if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah, wow. Maybe that's so rude. I'm so sorry, Christine, but if we're being honest... It's su- such a vote of confidence. <laughs> Thanks. Well, but we all love you. You're the best dancer among <laughs> us, which is why it seems weird that they would take the best dancer and the worst singer and move her from dancer to singer. But uh, I'm sure that whoever did it, Christine, wink, wink, had a very good reason for it. <laughs> I guess there's nothing to do but just go through with it. Yeah, so hmm, I think that's probably a good idea. And at that moment, <gasps> the doors open. <laughs> to the dressing room and a dozen young dancer girls start rushing in and they're all in a tizzy. Tizzy, 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 tizzy. Oh my goodness, Meg, Christine, the most terrible thing has happened. What is it? Yeah, you should come say it. It's terrible. No, we can't, we can't go out there. Shut the door, shut the door. Shut the door, close it. What's happened? 
Put the lock on it. Tell us, tell us what has happened. Oh, the most terrible thing, the most terrible thing. So we were all just out in the hallway, right? We were behind the stage. We were getting ready. We were practicing one last practice before the performance tonight because we know it's going to be the disaster, right, girls? <laughs> I was, I was doing my pirouettes. And your pirouettes are so beautiful, honey. Yes. I always assume it's going to be a disaster. Yes, well, tonight La Carlotta is not performing and someone wrote Christine. Oh, Christine, sorry, I didn't mean to. Well, you know, Christine, we love you as a dancer. I don't. I think you're scum. I'm not a a fan, really. (laughs) I think you're a bad dancer and a worse singer. Well, she's certainly a bad singer, but come on, girls, let's let's not be too rude. Okay. But it doesn't matter, Christine, honey. You said dog eat dog world in here. <laughs> I appreciate the support. I ate four dogs last week. We didn't invite you to practice with us. <laughs> we were out there without you. What is all this about, uh, uh, Carlotta not performing? Yeah, right. What's going on? Has anyone seen What'd her? What'd you do to her, Christine? I didn't do anything. I swear. Pinky swear. <laughs> Yeah, I'll thank you, sir. All right, I'm going to hold you to it. <laughs> the girls and I, we were all out there practicing, and do you know what we saw? What did you see? A big a big bird? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we did see a big bird. <laughs> was it yellow? It was. Awesome. Y- yes, we saw a big yellow bird, and, and we thought that perhaps it was an evil omen of things to come because birds <laughs> should not be in the theater. Nope. And then... We saw one of the firemen. <gasps> one of the firemen. He was running from behind the stage. He was running. Can you believe it? He was running from behind the stage. He was super cute, too. Of course he's super cute, honey. Was he running towards a fire? He was running away from the fire. Firemen should not be running away from the fire. Really took out from his cuteness, let me tell you. Yeah, that's no good. It did, it did. I And I thought he was one of the good ones, for sure, for sure. But he was running away. And then I was brave enough to go and see what happened, because, of course, I'm the best of us. She was so brave, let me tell you. Thank you, thank you. Way better than Christine. Way better than Christine. Are you sure you don't want to go on for Carlotta? You know, Christine... No, because I don't want to embarrass myself in front of hundreds of people, unlike you, apparently. She's a terrible singer, too, Chrissy. God, she's you, the you, worst. You don't want to hear her sing. Wait, me? How dare you? No, Ben said that. Ben, how dare you? Why is... My name is, my name is Charlize. I thought your name was Benhamina. Benhamina. But Charlize, how dare you, Charlize? I'm two of them, so... Benhamina... Charlize. I, I would not apologize for, t- for t- speaking my truth. Quit tittering and tell us what okay, happened. Okay, okay. So, listen, I went back behind the stage and there was a man. <gasps> well, there's a few of them around. Well, no, yeah. listen, this man, he wasn't alive anymore. <gasps> Did the fireman kill him? No, I don't think so. He was hanging from a rope from the rafters. <gasps> the rafters killed him. The rafters killed him. The rope killed him. I think perhaps the rope. The raptors killed him? The raptors killed him. The raptors and the rafters, they killed him. The rapping raptors and the rafters <laughs> killed him? That is a, now that's a deep callback. That is a deep callback. That's a, that's a Batman and Robin callback. That's a four-year-old callback. Yes, the rafters, the raptors and the rafters took a rope and they killed him. I think they killed him. But listen, he was just hanging there and I screamed the biggest scream and I ran toward the girls and they all screamed and then we ran in here and this is where we are. And Christine, I'm telling you, it was the ghost. The ghost? We screamed. We screamed just like this. Ah! Ah! <laughs> yeah, the ghost. The ghost, Christine. I, so you haven't called an ambulance or you haven't? 
<laughs> oh. why, did you tell, why did you tell us first? That doesn't make any sense, honey. Well, but I got so scared and I screamed and then you screamed and then we ran and we all ran in here and this is where we are. Yeah. Should we not go and make okay. sure that he's not still alive? Oh my god. I'm bad at this, huh? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. You're probably in shock. Do you need a blanket? It's okay, honey. You're pretty. You don't have to be good at a crisis. Oh, thank you, Charlize. I am the prettiest of us, am I not? Jesus. Well, I didn't. Now I didn't say that. Ah, uh, yeah. Maybe I do need a blanket. Can someone else go? I don't want to go. I'm scared. I feel so bad for the audience trying to keep up with who is talking <laughs> and what their name is in this scene. I'll go. I'll go check. Oh, I could go check. Oh, okay. Christine's gonna go check. <laughs> Okay, Christine, you go check. Thank you, darling. I, you stay here. Where, sorry, where exactly did you see this? It was backstage. Um, it, it was near the uh, the fly system, you know, where they pull the ropes and the 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 curtains go up and down. Sure, I'll I'll go take a look. Okay. You guys just don't lock the door. Don't let anyone in. Okay, we're gonna lock do that. Lock the door. Let everyone in. Gotcha. No. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, honey. You, you go risk your life. We're going to stay in here. Okay. We're going to lock the door as soon as you leave. You can't come back. Goodbye. Goodbye. And she, Goodbye. she pushes you out the door and locks it behind you. You know what? You know what? I take it back. She has um, she has mean character energy. <laughs> Quick, honey, take this. And I hand her my revolver. Sorry, where were you keeping that? In my, in my bodice. And here, this too. And I, and I, hand, I hand you eight knives. Now, how is she going to hold eight knives? And a stick of unlit dynamite. Oh my goodness gracious. You all are just the absolute worst. Here, take my grenade. Now go, honey. <laughs> I'm just carrying an armful of weird assorted weaponry. They're all prop weapons. They're okay, all prop great. weapons. None of them work. All right. So Christine has been pushed out into the hallway with all of these prop uh, weapons. And the, you hear the door lock behind you. Pranked. Click, clack. Take a moment, looking like down at my arms full of this weird stuff. I just head off in the direction of where uh, she found the body. You don't have to keep holding it. <laughs> I was going to. Yes, you do. Don't you drop my revolver. You never know when you might need it. <laughs> Christine, you walk. <laughs> you just keep holding all of this stuff. <laughs> and you walk through the the bowels of the theater. And perhaps you didn't notice before just how quiet it can be when everyone else is out and about and and the chaos is elsewhere. But in these back rooms, these back hallways, before a show, it's really quiet. And you're feeling kind of alone. None of the other girls wanted to come with you. Not even Meg, who you thought was your best friend. When, When everyone else pushed you out, she just kind of waved. And, and you're just all alone walking through these back hallways. How do you feel? At least I have my emotional support grenade. <laughs> do you have your emotional support grenade? But no, I think, uh, I think that it feels like the silence is oppressive. Like it has a weight to it. And I'm just trying to get to wherever this thing is as quickly as I can so I don't have to think about it. You're just you're just kind of hu- rushing and, and hustling and, and trying to get through and, and trying to find out where it is that they saw this, but you're, you think you're in the right area. You don't really see anything or anyone. Are, is it dark? Like, are there lights that I can turn on? I mean, there are lights. There's just no one. 
But the lights, the lights are all, you know, they're controlled by big panels elsewhere. And so it's, it's not completely pitch black, but the, the working lights are, are turned quite, quite low right now for, for no good reason. Is there like a panel of ropes, like a rigging? That might be what she was talking about? Yeah, so you you run over to the stage left area and you, you see where the the rigging usually is. And it's there. And all of the ropes seem to be fixed where they're supposed to be. You don't see anyone. No one's hanging from a rope. No one's lying on the ground. No one's around. No one's walking. It's just you. I'll call out. Hello? Is there anyone back here? And... As you do this, you hear your own voice echoing around. But then when it echoes back, it seems like it sounds a little bit different. So you hear the same, hello, is anybody in here? But it seems deeper and harsher. Hello, is anybody in here? Just like that. I'll take one last look around and then kind of just turn tail and run back the way I came. All right. Yeah, you, you do that. Give me a give me a flight roll just for funsies. Uh-huh. I'm going to say let's beat a 10. It is a 10. It's a oh, ten. perfect. Yeah, you you just kind of barely succeed. You don't fail. You don't super succeed. You just kind of succeed. If there was something scary back here, it didn't get you. <laughs> There's that. Good. You run back to where you came from. Um, you still have your, your arm full of <laughs> props. You didn't even drop any of them. If, if I walk by the prop department, I'll try and return those. <laughs> okay. You do walk by, you do walk by the, the prop tables and, and you, you just kind of like throw them on the table as you walk by. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> scatter them everywhere and you make it back to the dressing room and this time the dressing room the doors are open um the girls have kind of scattered about and meg is in there and she says oh christine while you were away looking for whatever it was that those girls were scared of fabian pierre came looking for you i think that he is uh he went back to the the stage i think you should go and see him sure do you know you don't know what he wanted to see me about i mean it's probably the thing about where you wrote your name under la carlotta's understudy does everyone know does everyone think i did it listen sweetie everyone knows you did it who else would have done it (laughs) and everyone knows about it this is this is a small community we'd be talking all right all right i'll go find him it I didn't see anything back there, though. Do you know? Everyone seems to have calmed down. Well, they just kind of got really scared, and they they ran away, and then the nameless girl that we didn't give a name (laughs) to who came in here who was saying all of that stuff, she went to uh, the nurse's station, so I don't know what's going on. Okay. But uh, I'm trying to get pretty, so... I'll see you later. All right. And Meg, you're, you're always pretty. Aw, thanks, sweetie. So are you. <laughs> Thank you. Even if your voice sucks. I just... Don't listen to those other girls, though. You really are the best dancer. Burn! <laughs> Got right. him! As always, thank you for your support. <laughs> Get some ointment for that burn! <laughs> no problem, baby. I'm always here for you. <laughs> are we going into this episode with, like... Did anyone have it in their brain that we were like, all right... Christine's a bad singer. We're all on board with that. Like, I don't talk about that before we started. Like, well, we are all on board now, right? Yeah, let's go. They're, they're all just very catty. Yeah. That tracks.
Hey y'all, thanks again for listening to Tales from the Cryptid, the podcast where your boy Gaston LaRue, aka your favorite cryptid, talks about creepy shit from the past. Right now I'd like to take this opportunity to uh, to do some shout outs and some thank yous. First of all, big thank you to Roleplay Retcon for featuring uh, my podcast in their feed. Really appreciate that. Uh, it helps out a lot. Roleplay Retcon is amazing and uh, I really love those people. They're amazing. Huge shout out to Ben, Alex, and Jensi for helping out uh, with some voice acting for this show. I hope you're enjoying it so far. And huge shout out to Remick, the special guest for this series. We we really do love and appreciate Remick so much. Remick, she is Rim of the Realm on most social media, and she is part of the Tales from the Forgotten Troop, which is a queer-focused indie RPG actual play stream. Uh, they're really amazing. You can check them out pretty much anywhere um, that you can find uh, streams and such. Right now, they are working on their Sad Vampire Boyfriend series, which is so much fun, so I do recommend that you give that a listen. Again, thank you all so much for helping out with with my series. Um, She's also a game designer, and you can find her stuff at beacons.ai slash realm. So please, please, please check her out. For this series, the music is by Keijin Church, um, who may or may not be an Italian computer, but is amazing all the same. You can find Keijin Church, again, most places you find music, so please look them up. Also, please join the Roleplay Retcon Discord. We have a lot of fun over there. I'm a member of the Discord, me and Gaston LaRue, and uh, it's great. It's a great party over there at the Discord, and uh, they would also really appreciate it if you would consider becoming a patron for just a dollar a month. You can support them and get access to special episodes, and bloops, which are the outtakes that they take from the episodes. Let me tell you, these episodes, they have a lot of outtakes and they're really funny, so I recommend joining that. Um, Links to both of these are in the episode's description and on social media. Again, if you want to follow us on social media and maybe give us a a like or a comment or, I don't know, maybe even rate us, uh, that would be very appreciated as well. Speaking of patrons, though, this particular episode is dedicated to our patron, Charles Cheese. We love Charles Cheese here on the show. I don't know why I keep going back and forth talking like I'm from Roleplay Retcon. All this cryptid shit in my brain. Who knows these things? Uh, this episode was edited by Gen C and the sound design was by Benjamin Gray. It was produced by Two Fish in a Jug and Roleplay Retcon is part of the Nerdsmith Network, which is a really amazing network with a lot of different groups, um, streamers, and podcasts, so please check them out as well. And if you are enjoying the show, please go ahead and, and review us on social media or wherever you listen to podcasts. We really appreciate it. It helps us out. And it also gives us feedback. So, yeah. So, I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. We're going to get back to it. Again, huge shout out to Roleplay Retcon and the gang for having me, Gaston LaRue, uh, on their feed. I'll see you next time. Raul, you and your brother Philippe oui. have made it to the refreshment room. Ah. There is lots of cake and bread here. Mmm. Bread, cake, 
everything a growing boy should want. Hey, Philippe! Ah, yes, of course, brother. Mm. You you eat up as much as you want. I will start with the yellow cake. Oh, excellent. That is... Isn't yellow a bad omen for some reason? Uh, how could a color be bad? I don't know. That's a good question. Hmm. Mm. Yes, let's let's eat the yellow cake. Let us eat cake. <laughs> and as you two are eating the cake, um, there are some other like upper crusts elbowing each other or whatever it is they're doing in here. Ah, uh, baguettes. And one of them, <laughs> one of them is Ben's new character. Not new character, but Ben. Who who are you? You're an upper crust noble. I am a. Adele Menon. Adele Menon. Mm-hmm. And, okay, so Adele Menon. Lady. Lady Adele Menon. Oh. Or whatever it is in French. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is in French. We could just say lady. Yeah. Madame. Oh, well, yeah, but that's all, that's all women. <laughs> Adele Menon is all women. <laughs> Adele Menon. I am. I am. She's every woman. <laughs> Adele Menon is um, a rich, wealthy lady. <laughs> rich and wealthy. Rich and wealthy. <laughs> a lady, and she is a patron of this um, theater. And as um, Philippe and Raoul are talking and eating their yellow cake, uh, Philippe looks over and and sees this this wonderful, beautiful elder heiress <laughs> making this character for you, Ben. <laughs> He uh, he clears his throat and he he winks over at you a little bit, Raoul, and then he he walks mm-hmm. over to Lady Adele Manon and he says, "Excuse me, Mademoiselle, I could not help but but see you over here in your in your beautiful gown and and I couldn't help remark that you are just absolutely the most stunning woman in this room." Hello, it's me. I was wondering if after all these years you'd like to meet. Oh, <laughs> do we know each other, madam? No, I, I, um... Faya, why are you doing over there? I just, I've, I've seen you around, you know, I'm, you seem like the kind of person I would like to meet. Oh, Raoul, my name is Philippe, and <laughs> this is... <laughs> oh, dang. Uh, hey, whoops. Uh, Philippe, what are you doing over there? Ah, uh, uh, Raoul, um, please, uh, let me introduce you to my new friend, oh. this lady who knows yes, my type. Yes. Hello from the other side, darling. Oh, get out. Whoa, uh, Raoul, that's, uh, that's a bit of a rude thing to say. I. <laughs> also, you lost your accent. Oh, pardon me, mademoiselle. Get out. Um, yeah, I, you're going to have to roll something. <laughs> I don't know. I'd like to roll charm. Lady Adele Manon, she starts she starts getting flustered because she has never been talked to like this before. Oh, 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 there's such a difference between us. You're going to roll charm? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. We're going to call this a 10, too. Okay. A 10, too. 10, too. Just 10. Known in some uh, circles as a 12. Well, I rolled a 4. <laughs> so you failed by 6? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Wow. Um, so the failure is bad, but it's not a disaster. Oh, okay. So she, <laughs> we're just going to say failing by six gets you a glove slap again. <gasps> uh, yes, she uh, takes off of, she like walks over and like takes off her glove and then like, like closed fist punches you in the face. <laughs> mm. uh, Merde. Raul, um, perhaps, um, perhaps we should uh, come to the side a little bit. Uh, I feel a little better. That's excellent. Uh, it, please excuse us, madam. Hmm. 
Adieu, mademoiselle. Raoul. Oui? Sweetie. Yes? You know that you're my favorite younger brother. I am your only younger brother. You are, and and even if you weren't my only one, you would still be my favorite, because uh, I just love you so much, kid. Oh, Philippe, you uh, flatter me. So, can I be honest with you, brother? No. Oh. Never be honest with me. Only tell me sweet lies. May I tell you some sweet lies? Please. Raoul, you are dashing and handsome, and that's honesty. Mm. And you are beautiful inside and out. <sighs> and you are so smart and clever and talented. These things are all true. And you are perfect for some for some lovely woman. We. Oui. And you know, Raoul, that since our parents died and I was of age and you were not, that I become the Count and you are therefore the Vicomte, of course. Yes, the Vizalu Camp. Yes, the vis. Yes, because yes, exactly. And this means, of course, that well. Yes. Wouldn't it be lovely, Raoul? Wouldn't it be lovely to find a woman who is just so rich and powerful and and wonderful and lovely? Wouldn't it be wonderful to find one of those? Philippe Montfrère. Yes. Let me speak to you the truth in my heart. Oh, please do, brother. Yes, beauty is something to be sought. Wealth is something to be acquired, but love, love is something to be experienced. You cannot force love, Mm. sweet, sweet Philippe. It must come upon you, perhaps out of nowhere, in the most unlikely place, a theater house, perhaps. Maybe of a, uh, someone you have not seen for many, many ages. Mm. This is, Mm. this is very profound and metaphorical, I'm sure. I'm sure. And not at all literal. Can't, it can't be. It, it just can't. Of course, that would be silly. Yes, you are even more wise and charming and pure than I even thought was possible, brother. These are things I love to hear. And you, you are my dear sweet brother, and I love you dearly. I love me too. Of course. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna break off. We're gonna go back to to old Christine. Christine, you have seen the artistic director. There he is. He sees you and he runs over to you. Christine, tell me truth. Why did you put your name under La Carlotta's name as the understudy? You know she has never had one of these ever before. I I suppose I just didn't expect that it would ever come up that we would ever need an understudy. Oh, so you admitted it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I I just wanted to see what my name would look like there beside hers. Oh, well, mm, you will be fired for this. You believe me, you will be fired for this. But our managers, this is their retirement day and they have decided, I don't know why, but they have decided that they are going to allow you to perform. And it must be done because they demanded... I don't know why. You clearly have the worst voice of anyone. <laughs> why did this happen to me? <laughs> but you have to get ready immediately, Christine. You have to get ready immediately. Because you're up in 15 minutes. The show starts at 15 minutes. <laughs> yes, no, I'll do it. I'll And I, I'll do my best. Yeah, I'm sure you will. <laughs> but please, please, Christine, for, for, for all of our sakes, just... Pretend to be good, at least. Pretend. I, I I, got nothing for you. Just pretend. <laughs> I'll do that. Okay. <laughs> All right, Christine, you have 15 minutes to get ready. What do you do? I just frantically run back. I don't know if I'm meant to go to 
I mean, Carlotta, I assume, is a private dressing room. I don't know if I meant to go there, if I'm allowed. Yeah, usually uh, Lark Carlotta does have her own private dressing room. So why don't you um, you run over to Lark Carlotta's um, dressing room and her personal assistant is uh, standing in front of it and she just looks at you and shakes her head no. <laughs> She's like, don't even. <laughs> don't even. <laughs> She's like, I know why you're here. Don't even. <laughs> Where, where's the costume? Where are the... I just asked the assistant. The costumes have been placed in the dancers' dressing rooms where you have always gotten ready. And just because you think you can put your name on a sheet of paper and waltz around and be on stage does not mean that you get to be in La Carada's dressing room. Now, little girl, go back to your own dressing room. Your stuff is in there. <laughs> just chagrin that I'll just slink back <laughs> off to the dressing room. Mm, <laughs> All right. Good word. <laughs> so you go back to the uh you go back to the dressing room um that's that's your dressing room with the with the other dancers. And uh, indeed there on your personal uh vanity table is the costume for um the the part and Christine, what what part are you playing in this in this opera? <laughs> do, do have we established what the opera is? <laughs> we sure have not. Okay, great, 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 great. <laughs> Cyrano de Bergerac. And I'm playing Cyrano. No. Not, not not Bergerac. <laughs> no, it is Bergerac. It, it is Cyrano de Bergerac. Okay, de Bergerac. Yeah, it's French. Right. I don't know. I feel like there's always got to be, like, the main role has some ridiculous costume. I feel like whatever, um, I'm kind of envisioning, like, a black swan sort of thing. Just a costume that has an inordinate amount of feathers. Yes, Mm -hmm. perfect. You've got, yeah, that's what, that's what it is. So (laughs) the, um, the the production is uh, indeed... Um, the operatic version of Black Swan, and as the main character, uh, you will be playing the Black Swan in this production. Um, so yes, uh, before you there is a costume with just an inordinate amount of feathers. Um, and Meg runs up to you and says, Oh, my sweet Christine, would you like help getting ready? Yes, no, I would appreciate it, thank you. Yeah, of course, no problem. I, I, you know, I've been spending all morning getting ready myself, so I guess I could help. <laughs> In the fifteen minutes we have left, just. <sighs> yep, let's let's see what we can do with you. But you are so pretty; it won't take long. You really are very pretty, Christine. Please remember that. I I try to always. <laughs> Thank you. No matter what else happens tonight, you will be beautiful. Yeah. At the very least, I'll have that. And she starts frantically trying to help you with your hair and makeup and and costumes. And some of the other girls, played by Ben and Alex, will also come and help. (laughs) Titter, 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 She's not that pretty. (laughs) Yes, she is, darling. Don't be mean. She's prettier than you, Doris. (laughs) Yeah, Doris. Well, well, obviously. (laughs) Look at you, Doris. You look like a wet mop. Attached to a another mop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what like, a thing to say, Fanny. Well, this Fanny's a bra- Branny. Excuse what? Me? 
I've been at the tequila. I'm just saying. It sounds like you've been at the bar. Where I got the tequila, obviously. Yes, of course. And and you look beautiful, Christine, I think. I Thank you. It's gorgeous. hard to tell under all these Purely feathers. Purely gorgeous. The feathers, they really do it for you, let me tell you. Well, thank you. And that's not the tequila talking, let me tell you. <laughs> the tequila. The tequila. How do you tell if it's not the tequila Listen, darling, I know. I know. And it's it's not the tequila talking. You just... I need a nap. Oh my Anybody got a gracious. couch that I can faint on? France has fainting couches, yes? Yes, there's a fainting couch right over there for you, Fanny. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, all of these girls have been really, you know what, all day um, you've been feeling kind of bad about yourself because of everybody's reaction to um, you putting your name on the sheet. And by the way, did you actually put your name on that sheet? <laughs> I, initially I was thinking I didn't, but now I'm kind of leaning towards maybe she Okay, alright. So I had not planned for you to have done that, but if you want to take responsibility for that, if you want to make that choice, that is totally fine. I, hmm, I'm wondering if it feels better to, like, have Christine have done it, or to almost have been, like, gaslit into thinking maybe I did do that. <laughs> I like the second one. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, let's let's say she didn't, but she's now she's like, well, did I? My God, yeah. maybe I did. I don't know. Everyone's saying I did, so maybe I actually <laughs> did do that, <laughs> right? But anyway, people have people have been really putting you down all day, and now that you know that you're about to have to perform soon, you're starting to question: Are you actually the worst singer in the world? Are you? I feel like I'm not the worst, right? <laughs> well, maybe those insecurities are, are making you start to feel like, mm, are you? Yeah. I definitely haven't performed in front of people, so I don't have an objective <laughs> sense of if I'm the worst or not. Yeah. So... Yeah, so you are starting to feel a little bit insecure. What do you do with this, with this feeling? I'm, I think I'm like trying to, right, getting on all the costume and the makeup and trying to like make it feel like I belong there. But it's mm. not, obviously it's not tailored to me. It's like meant for Carlotta. It's all a bit awkward and no, nothing quite mm. fits right. And I think it just feels unsettling and just, yeah. Like, unsettling and, like, uh, out of place. Mm. So Meg takes a step back and she looks at you and she says, Nah, yeah, you really are the prettiest one of us. And you're the best dancer. You're gonna be fine, sweetie. I hope so. Just, just you know, try not to get fired, okay? Yeah. Do your best. I'll do my best. Put in a good word for me if <laughs> if it looks like they're going to fire me. Hmm. Uh, uh. Uh, I'll see what I can do. Yeah, I mean, you know, we'll see. We'll see what we'll see what we can do, right, girls? No, I'm not sticking my head, my neck out for for Christine. No, <laughs> I All definitely, right, I definitely don't secretly have a crush on Christine. That's crazy. No one said that. Yeah, no one said that. We're not even talking about that, darling. Why are you even talking about crushes? Uh, 
And at that moment, Laureline, uh, the house manager, sticks her head in and calls for places. Places, everyone. Nope, that's not it. Fuck. <laughs> that's good enough. Places, everyone. Remember, you're French. Places, everyone. And what are you? I don't know anymore. I'm here from Brooklyn. <laughs> no, you're from like the you're from Boston. Boston. Listen, maybe my folks were from Boston, but I haven't been there. <laughs> the France of in America. Twenty seven years. I feel like I was meant to be in New York, in Boston, in Brooklyn. Where am I from now? <laughs> Listen, I've had way too much tequila. I'm gonna lay down. I- Alex, have you had tequila? <laughs> have you had tequila? I don't think you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. All right. So, places places have been called. Places, everyone. Places. Why did you say that, Alex? <laughs> hey, 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 that is my job. Oh. Well, then why don't you do it, I then? did do it. That's why you're in your place right now. My dear actors. <laughs> All right, so... I'm not a doctor, da- lady. I'm a dancer. Everyone has been called to places. Let's move back to the refreshment area for the patrons. And uh, we... um, Laura Lee, the house manager, <laughs> comes in and lets everyone know that the play will be beginning soon. Hello, hello. Um, our, our ushers will be uh, showing everyone to your to their seats. Uh, hello, uh, Count and Count's brother. Are you both Counts? I am the uh, Vizalu Count. Yeah, I think. I, yes. We. Oui. My my brother is. You, of course, you know that only the the eldest brother gets to be the Count. We. Oui. We. Oui. I am a lesser Count. A, oh. Uh, oh. You're you're like Baby the counts. vice count. That's what that means. Mm, no, I don't think that's right. The vice mm. count. Yeah, kind of sounds no, that's like I'm pretty sure what... I'm like the vivisection count. Okay. Well, uh, I can show you to your seats uh, in box. Uh, what box are you in? Uh, we are in box number one. <laughs> it makes it nat- naturally because we are the first box. Of course. And yes. Larlene, uh, it walks you to. Box number one. All right, brother, I think you're really going to enjoy this. I'm very excited for you to see your first opera show here. I am very excited to see an opera. What is an opera again? It's where they sing a lot and they dance on stage. Don't let anyone tell you it's not. It's anything more than that. It really isn't. That's all it is, really. That's really all it is. Thank you, Laureline. Well, in this uh, secluded time of 1992, I can't imagine what else we'd be doing with our lives. Well, can I get you anything? Tequila? Milk duds? I would love a baguette. All right. Well, enjoy the show. Bye. The biggest, <laughs> longest one you have. I think she is already gone, brother. Lurleen is has gone. She cannot give us a baguette. She is useless. Worth, worthless. We, <sighs> we, sh- we should make sure to fire her, brother. Indeed. Or get her fired. We- Whatever. We don't really have any power here, but we have money. We do have money, and we can hire a baker for the opera. We can, indeed. Opera baker. Uh, opera baker, yes, yes, of course. Can we make that an opera, a baker who becomes a part of the opera? Ah, excellent idea, brother. Excellent idea, brother. This is why mm. you are the best and smartest and cutest brother in all of the land. I'm sorry to think you have a crush on <laughs> no, me. No, that's weird. Don't do that. <laughs> 
I'm not the one doing it. You're doing it. I just, I just feel really guilty for all of these years of actually being the Count and getting all of the money and the title and the power and you not. And also, you're 20 years younger than me and I kind of feel like... 20 years younger than you? How? I don't know why. It's just... How old? When was I born? I'm 39 and you're 19. Did our parents die giving birth to me? Yes, that's exactly what happened, brother. Parents... Well, just your, just our mother died giving birth to you, and then our father dead. died. <laughs> they both died. You came out and you One hit the other. You came out and you hit dad right square in the middle of the forehead. And he died too. <laughs> died instantly. And you were my only family after that, and and you know, well, I was, I was, I was twenty when you were born, so I had to become like your father because you. <laughs> I mean, because you killed for taking ours. care of me, I guess. Uh, Thanks for not throwing me out with the street rubbish. Well, it's, it's definitely you... it's definitely what normal people do, right? They recap their whole history together just in a, yeah. in a convenient package. It's totally organic. Uh, uh, the, the lights are dimming. The lights are dimming, brother. The show oh, yes. is starting soon. We have to be quiet. We have to be quiet. Okay. Enjoy this show, everyone! I want my baguette. <laughs> a baguette, like, like, like <laughs> flies up from uh, underneath somewhere and just, like, lands in your box. Oh, a flying baguette! What, what wonderful service is here! I dare say, who threw this baguette up at us? Why am I British now? I dare, <laughs> I dare say, <laughs> I dare say, who did this? Did you, did you mean for this episode to be a lot more serious than this? Like, listen, I didn't. This is perfect. Okay, okay <laughs> like, good, who good, threw good. this up here? Brother, I do not care. I'm going to eat it. Well, just go, yes, go ahead and eat it, brother. Yes, there you are. Nom, 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 As you gnaw on your baguette, the lights dim. I'm six inches deep. And the show begins. And on stage steps the most beautiful girl anyone has ever seen. It's Christine. Philippe, that is the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. Hmm. She is quite beautiful. And she looks familiar. And from somewhere else in the theater, while everyone is in their places and trying to keep the show running, and while everyone in the audience is is standing and and staring at, at this beautiful creature on stage, the camera lingers on an empty box, box number five. But within box number five, there lurks a shadow and the silhouette of the shadow is just just motionless standing staring as if in awe of the beautiful creature on stage and the adjacent box box number six we have a mysterious man and what is the mysterious man doing ben he is can i smoke in here it's 1992. Right? That's the thing. And it's France. And it's France. So, yes. And I'm in a private box. Yes, you can. So I, I have, I have uh, like, lit lit a cigarette. Like, I've rolled a cigarette, my own cigarette, and I've, I've lit it. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm not watching the show. I am just looking at the box. And sometimes I will squint. And sometimes I will try, as if he's trying to make out... Like a shape in the dark. 